Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to the Kitchen Garden Magazine podcast, your fortnightly fix of gardening features, advice and chat. Subscribe and follow us now to never miss an episode. Hello folks and welcome to Kitchen Garden podcast number 97. Now I'm here with the KG team in our virtual sheds again, still locked away. Um, here with uh, Emma and Tony. Hello folks. Hello. Hiya. How are you all doing? And you still surviving lockdown and <laughs> bit, bit wing swept. Yeah, my, my lockdown haircut's getting really good. I yeah, need a hair's, get, hair's getting longer. Yeah, same <laughs> yeah. with me. I need a headband like John McEnroe or a beanie hat like a Benny from Crossroads. It was Benny, wasn't it? I'm not I'm not old enough to remember it on the telly, but I think it was Benny. Oh gosh. Crossroads. <laughs> Anyway, my mother Arthur threatened to sit me down at the weekend and chop the hair off because uh, she's getting a bit fed up with it, I think. So am I. But we thought we'd uh, have a chat today, didn't we, about starting a plot because it's March and it's it's time to, to get busy out there. And I know there's an awful lot of people with lockdown who've decided to grow veg for the first time, might be wondering how to get started. And it just so happens that Emma has written an excellent feature in the March edition which I can crib from. So now I know how to start a new plot as well. Yeah. Well, yeah, we could, I mean, we could sort of start, start sort of um, mentioning how you'd start from a lawn, really, because I suppose a lot mm. of people, if they're mm. starting from scratch in their garden, there's a lot of people might have mainly lawn, mainly grass down. So yeah. you think, right, I want to dig a bit up and put some veg in it, grow some veg. So how do you go about it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, if you've never grown veg before, you probably only want to start with a fairly small area. You don't want to dig up your whole lawn. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it's always a good idea to start start small and then gradually increase the area so you can see what you can manage and just play around with a bit small bit first. But, I mean, yeah. if it's only a small area, you could literally, um, literally get a spade and cut the turf into sections and then you put the spade underneath the turf. It's only just a, a few centimetres. You can usually get, feel the resistance, can't you, on turf when you're trying to lift it. You get to that point yeah. when it's just below the roots sort of roots. And then you can lift it, and then you've, you've got a bare area to actually start digging over with a fork or your spade uh, and creating a veg, a veg patch that way. Yeah, um, you don't have to throw away the, the turf, do you? You can make use of it 
make use of it, make loam, so you can make some some of your own potting compost or top up raised mm -hmm. beds with it later on. Yeah, just pile yeah. it up in a corner somewhere and um, it'll break down and, and then you can use the soil again. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah. most people, when they've dug up a bit of lawn, quite often find that the soil is pretty good underneath. It might be a bit compacted because mm. of people walking mm. on it, but generally the actual fertility of the soil is often quite good because the grass has kind of been almost kind of feeding it, dying back, being incorporated by the worms. So it's often, often pretty good. Um, yeah. So it's worth trying that first year. Even You don't even probably need to actually apply anything unless it's a very, very poor clay soil or very sandy soil, and you might want to incorporate um, mm. some garden compost or some farmyard manure or something if you can get hold of it. But generally, the first year on, on, a, on grass that you've taken off, uh, on soil that you've taken grass off, is pretty good. The, the, the one thing sometimes you do have to watch for, it's some sort of wireworms, isn't it? Um, oh, that sometimes you can get um, in a in a soil that's that's had grass. Yeah. Um, yeah. But oh, you can you, you can turn it into a little raised bed as well. Can't you just need some bit of timber, you know, yeah. six inches high, and uh, gives yeah. it a nice finish. Actually, if you just put that round it, and you start, yeah. you know, whatever the soil's like, you can still put some organic matter in. You know, uh, well rotted manure or you know, uh, your own compost that you've made. And it's yeah, quite I mean, a rich, rich bed then. The thing is about as well making a raised bed is, you, like you're saying, about six inches. Because some people mm. sort of think, unless, you, unless you've got mobility issues and you want a really high bed, you don't actually need mm. a really, really high uh, raised bed, do you? you just, it's just kind, no, of, just no, no, kind no. of making the sides neat. And then you yeah. can just, you don't even have to, in the first year, you didn't even need to add anything. You can just dig it Enough. over, loosen the soil. But then the following year, because you've got a few bit of sides to it, you can just pile a load of stuff in. Yeah. And it's not going to let it rot over winter. Let it rot over winter, and you're still keeping it. You know, you're adding to it, but you're still keeping it a small, a small mm. bed. So you know, trouble is with big, with big raised beds, you can start off, and then you think, hang on, I've got nothing to fill it with. As <laughs> what do I fill it with? <laughs> yeah. 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 You it's can't just fill a, it with compost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that cost a fortune. Right. Yeah. yeah. It'll dry out yeah. quickly. Yeah. 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 Even loan possible too. Um, I was going to say well, the other lazy way of doing the only lazy way of doing it as well is put down some cardboard, isn't it? If you um, don't fancy cutting the turf off and you've got a little bit more time, you can just yeah. um, open a cardboard box, put that on the ground, and then cover that in some garden soil, or perhaps start off with a bit yeah. of. Um, um, potting compost from a bag if you have to, although it's an expensive way of doing it. Mm. But uh, that, that will kill the grass underneath, won't it? So it's an alternative to digging the grass up if you don't want to. I know, yeah, I um, think if you've got a, if, you, if you're thinking of a bigger plot, especially on grass, you, 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 you know, you need to, to get something, um, you know, rather than turn it, you could, and maybe you should start September, October, November. I know this is March, but. If you get if you started in September, October, November, you could put some black plastic sheeting down, or some um, weed suppressant membrane, put loads of bricks on it, keep it down, and then let time do its work for you. And come come spring, a lot of stuff will be killed off. I suppose yeah. what you could what you could do if you're starting this 
starting now, you know, sort of in 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 mm. sort of March, April, and you were like really desperate mm. to get going. I suppose what you mm. could do is you could dig a little bit, couldn't you? Just just yeah. remove a bit of turf, maybe just for your row of potatoes, your new your early potatoes. And then what you could do is the rest of it, whatever size you want, the plot, you could then put the, the membrane down. And then gradually, mm. you've got a little bit more time or you've got, say, say you've got some beans in June you want to plant, you roll back, you roll mm. it back. You may still have to dig a little bit up, but you then plant yeah. all the time. You've got a lot of it covered so that eventually, gradually, very slowly, mm. you're, you're, you're folding mm. this back. But you're adding crops as you go, so you can actually get away yeah. with it straight away. But I mean, it obviously, takes more work for that little bit you're mm. doing. But it it it's a way of starting like now, if you want it, rather than just sort of say, yeah. "Oh, I've got to yeah. cover it all and leave it for a year." Which yeah, of course you yeah. Don't have to. Yeah. So it's good advice for people taking on an allotment as well, isn't it? I think not to mm. allotments are big, can be a big area, very really daunting. Quite often when you take them on, they're not in the best condition are they yeah. sort of weedy overgrown yeah. else <laughs> you don't <laughs> always get a lot of help clearing it before you take it on and it's that's a good a good method for for for, for, for that sort of area as well isn't it just to garden a little bit of it cover the rest and um, yes. gradually uncover it and, and grow more and more as the weeds get killed off a bit less daunting then so I think yeah. probably the thing that makes most people give up allotments anyway is, is just the fact they can't keep up with the weeds and they get a bit bit mm. freaked out by all the all the weeds and the, the, the sheer amount of space. So they think they've got to fill all in one go and you just haven't. Mm. You can do it gradually. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What about double digging? You know what? I don't think I've ever double dug anything <laughs> in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I did have a go. I did have a go once. I did have a go <laughs> once. Well, look, because of that, the double digging is is kind of like because um, it, it it's about really getting deep, isn't it? It's getting deep down mm. and and yeah. get. And I always think if you're going to do it, it's the sort of thing that if you're preparing a plot, it's you do it once. You never do it again. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, no. so it's one it? spade down and then one spade length down again. Is that's yeah. Why, isn't it? Well, not every soil can take that, to be fair. But it depends, you know, isn't it? Yeah. Good. I mean, I, I did it once, and I, I was just wanting to incorporate a lot of really good man manure and muck and stuff. Yeah. And I, I, I dug down and I dug down again and made a trench, and then I put some the compost and the manure in the bottom, and then yeah. I went and, and and threw soil back in over the top, and then I worked my way back, so digging back and digging back. But it was it was oh, it was hard work, and and I. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I, I, you know, I think if you've got a really, really poor soil, and you've got the, and you've got the energy, and you've got the material to do it, it's worth doing once to get your soil yeah. going, mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. a year after that, you just, it's a case of putting stuff on the top, just letting mm -hmm. the worms do a lot of the work for you, really. Um, Some soils yeah. as well, they can have a bit of a hard layer in them, can't they? Under, under, under the yeah, surface, yeah. 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 Quite often where people have used a rotavator for, for years, yeah. year after year, going the same level with the rotavator blades. And you need to yeah. double dig to break that up and get the drainage that, going again, don't you? That's right, yeah. That, yeah. Quite a famous garden once, which will remain nameless, and they had a new head gardener and they'd made him, he'd, he'd made his gardening team double dig the whole walled garden. Um, <laughs> cool. 
in his first year. It didn't oh, go down very well. He was, was popular every year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that after about two years, he'd gone and they had a new head gardener. So I don't know if that had anything to do with it. But, so I think he was perhaps he was buried under the double digging, you know, they perhaps he yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. You do it once and then forget it. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of an old technique, isn't it? That you know, that's not really yeah. done very often. I don't think now. I mean, yeah. the ba- the latest thing is the no dig. I mean, you know, yeah. That, yeah. What, that, you can't get better than that, can you? <laughs> no, um, no, you no. can't. I mean, that basically is you're you're tending an area of ground where you're not walking on it you're not compacting it and you're not the point of no dig is you're kind of um the thing is with with digging is it in theory damages the structure of the soil and damages Mm -hmm. the natural biology of the soil whereas Mm -hmm. no dig allows all the natural flora and fauna to just naturally work and and keep it in good health and as long as you're not walking on it theory you keep putting more and you keep each year you keep putting on more organic matter like manure or garden compost keep putting Mm. that on top and letting the worms work it through you create a really really healthy healthy soil um and again making them to start with is is that basically you're creating an area you say right i'm not going to walk on that that's so you've got to create very narrow beds so you can reach from both sides Mm. and you can create them using uh charles dowding technique um, his no dig technique obviously is using something like cardboard on like you were saying Steve and then piling on mm. compost on top of that to prepare yes. the area uh, and then um, work from that work on from that mm. and then each year keep putting more stuff on top yeah mm. keeps all the channels open doesn't it where the worms are um, yeah. working the soil it's a much kinder term as well because I must admit, I, I hate taking the turf off because you you, you leave a lot of half worms in the soil as <laughs> we're chopping and it's awful, really, isn't it? So, I mean, at least that way keeps everything intact and all the channels in the soil so the air can get down and the water can drain away. And, yeah, it's a good technique, isn't it? Mm. I think he also uses it on the paths as well, doesn't he, cardboard to... Um, make paths between the beds don't necessarily have to have as we were saying before you don't necessarily have to have sides to the beds do you you can no. put carpet no. down to make a path and keep topping that up um as it rots or putting down wood chip something like that to mm. keep a keep a nice path and then as you're building up your layers of compost on your no dig bed it gets higher and higher so you end up with a sort of hump which um it is enough, really, for, for growing mm. the... You don't need size, necessarily. No, no. It, save, it certainly saves you on money and work. And then putting putting mm. in sides and, and, you know, creating kind of like edges to them, really, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the and only it, thing with it, you do need quite a lot of... Because you're putting new material on every year, that's the idea, is you're putting... You, you probably do need mm. quite a bit of garden compost, so you need to kind of be quite good at making your own garden compost. And, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, and you probably do need to... Might need, if on a really big area, you probably need to get sort of almost buy-in material, um, sort of mushroom compost or, or horse manure or, you know, some animal manure maybe. That's right, yeah. You need a stables nearby, don't you? 
Yeah, that's on a really big area. I suppose on a small area, you'd be right with your own garden compost, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, you would. Yeah, yeah, I've started one this year, and I must admit, I, I didn't have anything to, um, to put on the cardboard, so I did start with a few bags of potting compost, but I'm since topping it up with soil from elsewhere in the garden and um, had some work done in the garden, and that, that created a bit of soil I didn't know what to do with, so that went on as well. And it doesn't take very long to before the cardboard rots and the grass underneath disappears. Um, and you can, I mean, even within the first season, um, you can dig through it and plant, plug plants, you know, plants, perhaps beans and things that you've raised in pots. Um, that you can yeah, get away that's, with that, that's, that's the thing, isn't it, with the first season? The first season you've got, it's still quite a lot of weed or grass underneath and you're yeah, still dying yeah. off and you, you, you've got fresh stuff on it. So actually sowing seeds in that is not really going to work. So you're going to have to, no. you can you can plant your seed potatoes, that would probably work. And as mm. you say, you'd be better off growing things in little cell trays and pots and then planting out young plants, which which will cope with that that better. Yeah. Yeah, potatoes are a good crop to start with, aren't they, with any new bed, really? Um, yeah. Because you, I think it's mainly because you have to move the soil around so much with potatoes, don't you? You've got to dig quite a big trench and put them in and then you need to earth them up and all that is moving the soil and killing any weeds that might be in your new in your new bed so that once you've harvested and start growing other things there's less of a problem yeah really weedy things out the only only other thing just to quickly mention i guess is that if you haven't really got an an area in your garden you can always grow a few things in pots Um, yeah And uh, we've got a good feature coming up soon, haven't we, on growing in pots that you've done, Steve? Um, yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> a feature anyway. Yes. No, it's very good. <laughs> so, you know, that, that's something people can do if they haven't really got the area, you know, to grow in. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, we've got a good, we've got also got a good video from Emma on there. Since you mentioned my feature, I'll mention your video, Emma, on YouTube, making a bucket garden. Oh, a bucket going. You're growing veg in buckets. You can grow everything right. in buckets. They're really yeah, cheap. Yeah. They're the perfect size. A bucket is a perfect size for your veg Yeah, yeah um, two-gallon bucket. Stick a few holes in the bottom. Make sure you've got holes in the yeah. bottom, yeah. Some compost or garden soil in there, and off you go. Yeah, yeah. Good way. Hardly need any space at all, really. Yeah. Everybody, well, everybody, everybody can grow something to eat. Even if you just got a yeah. yeah, a few tomatoes in a growing bag even. That's, that's all, you, all you need to get you started. It's probably better than rushing out, trying to get an allotment straight away, isn't it? Just do a little plot or a few pots, mm. see how you enjoy it, and then um, move on from there. Yeah. Mm. All My Reads gives you unlimited access to more than 100 specialist books, from history to mystery, rockets to royals, planes to trains, bikes to biographies, and much, much more. Access the digital books across multiple devices, including your desktop, tablet, and phone. All My Reads is just $4.99 per month. Visit allmyreads.com to find out more. Browse the extensive range of titles and try your first month for just 99 pence. Get ready to browse and begin. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. 
Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Another thing we thought we'd have a chat about is jobs for the month. Because there's an awful lot. I mean, March is normally the, the time when everyone gets started, isn't it? Although, I must admit, I've sown a few things already. I couldn't wait. I've sown a few things, and the soil's still a bit cold out there. Um, things, Just a few things I've put straight in the ground haven't germinated yet, so I've probably gone too soon. Mm. Um, did a few mm. beetroot and onions yeah, and things. Yeah, I, I, I always think March is very early, really, isn't it? I to put things in the ground. I think if you've got a sheltered spot, um, in certain parts of the country, I bet you get probably get away with it, don't you? Yeah, warms yeah. up early in the spring, mm. then maybe you can. But I must admit, where I am, yeah. I, I tend to leave it till about early April before I start sowing stuff outside. Yeah, yeah. I haven't planted anything. I've put some um, potatoes in bags and I put those in the polytunnel, started those off. But I mm-hmm. um, haven't planted anything outside directly. Just got oh, lots of little seedlings yeah. coming up. End of March. I do, I do put the potatoes in about the end of March. Mm. Yeah, yeah. by the time they've come through, there's less, yeah. less of a problem with frost and that, isn't there? Although you've still got to be careful, of course, for a while. But mm. um, because they would take a while to come through and you've got to earth them up and everything as they do, they're protected, aren't they, usually, yeah. uh, for a while? I'm going to so start sowing, sowing next week. I'm going to start sowing my tomatoes next week. Oh, that will be in pots, then, really? yeah, in pots, yeah, in pots, a little, little, yeah, and then um, I think that'll be the first thing I'll start. Maybe some peppers, but yeah, yeah. I'm a bit late, perhaps, but I don't like starting things too early. I've, I've, I've made the mistake of doing things too early. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially tomatoes—they tend to get really tall, don't they, indoors before you can get That's them outside. The with them. Yeah, you, they get it's too warm indoors, and they get all leggy. And then it's too cold mm. to put them out in the greenhouse. I mean, you know, so I have to kind of time it so that when they're ready to go out into the greenhouse to sit on the bench, you know, and just to grow on, it's got to be so that there's not going to be any really, really bad weather to turn them purple, which they did one year. <laughs> when <laughs> the seedlings went out into the greenhouse after being all nice and cosy in the house, and then they all turned purple. Got I cold. turned purple to put them out in the frost. 
<laughs> I've got two. I've got two tomato plants that I sowed in November. I've told you about this, haven't I? Which which yeah. wasn't isn't something I normally do, but I did it because we wanted a picture of them, and um, they are a bit leggy. And what I do is I keep repotting them on, hoping they're going to strengthen, so that I keep you know taking the lower leaves off, put them in a bigger pot, and they're about I'd say about two foot high at the moment. So I don't know if they're going to do any good, but um, I thought, well, rather than just kill them and you know throw them away, I'll I'll, I'll see how they get on. So um, you know, it, it, it could it could work, couldn't it? You could actually end up having tomatoes maybe. I, might, in I think June. I might have some. Yeah, I, I think yeah. I might get some small ones. So, I mean, it doesn't look incredibly vigorous, and like you say, the trouble with them, it just shoots up. Um, but yeah. they're inside; they're just they're just in a room actually, and just just going to see how they get on. But, yeah. Um, yeah. It's an interesting experiment just to see how they do. Yeah, it's interesting. But like you say, mm-hmm. uh, normally I wouldn't, I wouldn't be uh, sowing them that early. It was uh, just so that we get a picture of them early on. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah. There's other things you can sow, isn't there? You only plant your onion sets now, I guess. Outside, mm-hmm. well, perhaps towards the end of the month. Again, it's probably a bit early. They, they reckon you need to let, let the soil get to about seven, don't they? five to seven degrees right. before you okay. plant anything. Mm. I'm going to have to get myself a soil thermometer. So can't keep sitting on the soil to, to <laughs> test our water. No, the old one, the old way was used to drop your trousers and sit on the soil. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. if it's like bearable, it's ready to sow. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no chance. Done that, I wonder. <laughs> no, really not going to either. I tend to use my elbow these days. Not going to admit it. No. <laughs> but yeah, planting your own. It'll cause a stir in the neighbourhood, Steve. Pardon? It'll cause a stir in the neighbourhood if you start doing that. It would. Yeah, it would. Yeah, not, and not in a good way. Not in a good way. um you can still plant a bit of fruit i suppose this time of year if you if you want a a fruit tree i've been desperately running around finishing my pruning this month because i I should have done it you know more midwinter really you're supposed to prune your apples and pears and things when they're completely dormant aren't you um i do every year i never get around to it and then just as the buds are starting to shoot, I think, oh, my goodness, must get around and finish my pruning. So that's what I've been doing, or what I did last weekend. But you can still plant um, just about, get some bare-rooted fruit in. Yeah. Mm. Every garden should have a fruit tree. Although I could do with a few more. I've got a few apples and a pear, which is uh, rather nice. Actually, a pear tree looks lovely. I got up by the patio because when it's in flower, it looks gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Mm. those to do and uh, get in I suppose you can do some hardier things I've put some peas in um, and some gutter in in the greenhouse ready to, to go some early peas mm-hmm. not even through yet but um, and I haven't sown so perhaps a little bit too cold outside even for those at the moment but uh, yeah they're in guttering in the greenhouse ready to go so I've got those in yeah it is isn't it yeah i'm quite pleased myself really Um, early onwards this year (laughs) anyway that's probably plenty for people to be doing if they're not out digging the plot they've got plenty to sow to to fill it up 
So I suppose we better get back to it, haven't we? Go back, get back and do yeah. some work. Yeah. So thanks everyone for listening. Um, hope you've enjoyed it. And if you've got any questions for us, don't forget to um, save them up and email them in. You can email me at um, sot at mortons, which is M-O-R-T-O-N-S dot co dot UK. And we'll save them up and try and answer them for you on our next podcast. Um, otherwise, uh, we've also got some great subscription offers. Um, if you go to www.classicmagazines.co.uk, you can take out a subscription and that way you don't have to don a mask and get out to the shops. It will just drop through your letterbox every month. And also you'll get some free seeds, which can't be bad. So thanks again for listening and bye to the team. Bye. 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 And we'll see you again soon. Thanks very much. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe to Kitchen Garden Prime for just $4.99 per month. You'll be getting a whole lot for your plot, including an easy read tablet and phone edition to read anywhere, anytime. Exclusive access to 10 years of digital back issue archives, access to exclusive content from the online allotment, the Mudcuteers website. Plus, the monthly print magazine will be delivered free to your door each month. Head to classicmagazines.co.uk forward slash KG Prime to sign up today. 